This podcast, although not directly humorous, is nevertheless about the pageantry of players that are familiar names that are still out and doing the best they can on the Champions Tour and on the Corn Ferry Tour. I'm going to read through the list of names and add a tidbit about the players that I recognize and hopefully there might be a through line of humor in that surely they get it given their history playing golf at a very high level and now descending through the ranks eking out in a sport that's been good to them a small living way underneath the glory days of big payouts in the PGA Tour. So let's start with the Mitsubishi Electric Classic being played at the TPC Sugarloaf in Duluth, just south side of Atlanta. Through Saturday's play with one day remaining, the ascending list of commentary goes something like this. Blaine McAllister, a name I know, and I had friends that knew Blaine and had a cell phone number, is at 162 or plus 18. I wish that friend were still living and I'd ask him how Blaine is doing outside the golf course. Obviously not very well on the golf course. John Smoltz, well, we all know John Smoltz, has aspirations to play with professionals following his super efforts in Major League Baseball are on track, although he doesn't seem to be able to step up and make a go at finishing in the top 50% even. He's at plus 17 Remember Jerry Pate? Jerry Pate is at plus 12. I remember Jerry Pate jumping off the uh, green into the water. I think it was at a U.S. Open or a PGA. What about Jose Maria Olasabo? Great, great player. And buddies with uh, Seve. He's at plus 11. Ken Duke is at plus 10. And Ken... Uh, had risen up and surprised on the PGA Tour not that long ago. Well, here's Fred Funk at plus nine. Fred, I think, won the players and just as a great guy, short hitter, but uh, very funny. Everybody loves Fred Funk, but he's near the bottom of the list. Sonny Skinner is a plus nine. He's a Georgia golf legend in the PGA. Tim Heron, everyone knows Tim. I uh, was slightly uh, overweight. Another fine fellow coming out of Minneapolis area and does a lot of great things for golf in, the, uh, in Minneapolis. Mark Brooks, remember Mark Brooks? He's a plus eight, very smooth looking guy and he made a run 
And without any reference, he may have finished very high or even won the PGA somewhere along the way. I'm probably wrong about that, but I know he was certainly in the running. Billy Mayfair, a little one-off kind of a guy, but a fine player again is a plus eight. Who else we have here? Jeff Maggard, a player that is or was like a machine, but unfortunately that machine-like action and quiet professional uh, aura has got him at plus six for the last heading into the last round. Russ Cochran, another fine player. Russ might be a lefty, but of course I'm winging it here. Lee Jansen, well, Lee Jansen won at least one major, maybe two. Now he has shot 80 the first round and 69 the second round for plus five, although he's out of it. Marco Dawson, Marco played on the Sunbelt Tour and was over at the course I belonged to for a time at Echelon in Milton, Georgia. And Marco was known for, let's just say, um, not suffering fools easily and gets a little heated at times. Michael Allen's a plus four. Michael was a friend of a, a friend of mine that just passed away this week. Uh, so right away, uh, I see Michael Allen's name and I think of uh, my friend Bill Clow. Then we um, we go to Joey Sindelar over the um, or basically in the southern tier of New York State near Elmira. Corning and um, Binghamton. Chris DeMarco at plus four. Chris was he was taking he was taking on Tiger Woods not that long ago. Esteban Toledo, one of the original fine players from Mexico, he's a plus four. Alex Seca, he just won for goodness sake, didn't he? C E J K A or almost won. Duffy Waldorf, another fellow that, uh, let's just say, is not the 36-inch-seam type shape. Another fine player at plus three. Jay Haas. Uh, everybody knows Jay, and they know his. Let's see. Is it his son? I think it's his son that's the uh, good player. His nickname is Jaybird. A friend of mine know, uh, knew or may still still knows Jay Haas very well. Gibby Gilbert, plus three, up from nothing in Tennessee. A fine fellow. My wife always loved to follow Gibby Gilbert with his unique swing and just the way he carried himself on the course. David Toms, another super player. And I think David won the PGA here in Atlanta, and he's at plus two. Larry Mize. Remember Larry Mize? I think he had some success chipping in at Augusta, and he's from Augusta. He's plus two. He doesn't do that well when he plays at Augusta National. His score is considerably higher than that before he is uh, uh, not in the final groups for the weekend. Look at this. Ernie Els. Unbelievable. Plus two. Everybody knows Ernie. David Frost, David Frost, uh, I believe met his uh, wife at least at the time where I used to belong here in Atlanta, 
and he was among the best. And here's Bernard Lager, who usually just wins this outright. He's at minus one. Retief Goosen, a little off his game, minus one. Because a lot of the people near the top here are in their early 50s, and they should be uh, uh, a odds-on favorite for winning money out here in the um, in these uh, champion tour. Let's see, Brett Quigley from Massachusetts. Gotta love Brett. Woody Austin. I met Woody's roommate somewhere along the way when they were uh, in college in Florida. And I don't know, if Woody does anything today, he might jump in the water. And he's, uh, he's certainly in it. He's not close, but he has a chance. Darren Clark, okay. What a wonderful guy. The story is, if you want to email Darren Clark, easy to get his email address and talk to him. He'll call you back. How about that for a testimony? Amazing. Jim Furyk, still class. He's at minus four, and now we're getting into the leaders. Gene Sowers from Savannah. Gene Sowers is very, very ill at one time, and his comeback is remarkable. I play with a guy who knows Gene very well from their days as youth in Savannah. Then we have Kirk Triplett, whose house burned down quite a few years ago, but he seems to recover, uh, re- he seems to be re- recovered well enough, so he's minus six and he's in it. Billy Andrade, who I met a few years ago at that course, and uh, Sotelo, and Paul Goidos, who is, uh, he finishes high in these things and uh, is a good player. I'm not sure he won the players, but he came close also. So when you mentioned Billy Andrade, though, I wonder where Brad Faxon is. They're supposed to be together all the time. Of course, that's silly, but nevertheless, that's a, um, the recount of the Champions Tour. What I'm going to do next is the Corn Ferry Tour and see who we can find in that uh, leader list. This will be a monologue podcast featuring excerpts from my Shooting Your Age manuscript developed over the last seven years. Somewhere between the earthy flatulence that floats in the air induced by the stress of the game and the smirks and suppressed giggles that follow, the essence of the game is humor, and as C.S. Lewis put it, quote, there is no sound I like better than adult male laughter, period. Well, I'm going to try a little bit more up-tempo. It seems like I like to drift off into a monologue clip by clip. So anyway, here we go. Laughter and self-deprecating humor is what calls us back to the game again and again. When you laugh with someone, you both feel you are on the same side. It is a fantastic tool to build a connection. Ted, ladies, please bear with me. No intentional slight is made. The golf world I know is male-dominated. 
I love with playing women, and my wife and I have played many, many times. She is a very capable player and joined our early morning foursomes years ago in Rochester, New York. She understands me. Please take her word for it that I am not a sexist pig or a prig. Sharing knowledge and insights in life is a gift. Do what matters. Human condition, physical, emotional, mental blend, how in sports and happiness are a powerful combination. Well, let's take a look at some of the things that uh, are part of the great game of golf. I'll try to go slow, but there's quite a few. Golf is a purpose. Golf keeps us moving. Golf is socialization. Golf is laughter. Golf is surprises. Golf is success. Golf is a failure. Golf is a habit. Golf is adventure. Golf is a great leisure play. Golf is imagery. Golf suspends belief. Golf is stories. Golf is fun. Golf is a key to good health. Golf is friendship. Golf is outside. Golf is alone with your conscience. Golf is memories. Golf is always trying to get better. Golf is full of stories. Golf can be about shooting your age. Golf is excitement. Golf is weather. Golf welcomes all. Young, old, healthy, not so healthy. And to the physically and mentally disabled. Golf is entertainment. Golf is laughter. Golf is exercise. Golf is staying hydrated. Golf is milestones. Golf is affection, respect, and support. Golf requires good sleep. Golf brings laughter and social support into alignment. This is a story driven by my recent viewing of the Mark Twain documentary on PBS. If that weren't enough, I worked in the Mark Twain building in Elmira, New York, where Mark Twain spent many happy years and met his wife. In addition to that, I lived just up the street from the Mark Twain house in Hartford, Connecticut. Let me begin by saying this is a story about shooting a, your age. There are several ways to tell the story. Many obituaries report the event in a few sentences in the beginning of a life recap. The first person stories you usually requested when a friend shot their age. Some others were submitted by an age shooter after asking senior players, the mostly 70 years old and older, that were good golfers on whether or not they had ever shot their age. Those of us that are regular golfers and baby boomers and older are positioned to attain the milestone. Many took to the game later in life and were not schooled and coached in our youth. We may have tinkered with the game, but we worked for spending money or our first car. 
Many of us played sports in school, but certainly not on the golf team. We gravitated to the game in early or mid-adulthood when our days on the playing fields were over, diminished by age and waning physical skills. In my case, it was not only the great fun, but I had awareness as I entered business life that golf was a good way to go off with our friends and meet clients in a neutral setting with a common interest. So here we are as seniors with our skills at ebb and flow and more time in our hands. How do we develop a good enough game and spend our time wisely preparing for the coming together of age and season the age shooter opportunity? How do we successfully how do successful age shooters do it? Does it take endless coaching and practicing? Does it focus on the right things? Does it take familiarity and cunning on your home course? Once you are there and close on the inward nine, how is it possible to remain calm enough to grab the moment without choking? To hope to accomplish the goal without some pre-planning and focus on the right things is possible, but life is not all about chance. It's about preparation and chance, shaking hands and crossing the finish line. Big moments don't come along that often. You find yourself in those moments to fulfill or shatter the dream. It is all up to us. This is a solitary quest. Shooting your age and playing golf is a function of passion and perseverance. It may come to those that endure, wait out the storm and try and try again. Dedicated golfers devote themselves to the game because it gives us joy and purpose. The formula is a driver of anticipation and the next to golf adventure, whether the final score is your age or bitter or better. Grit is effort. Talent may or may not lead to the golf destination, shooting your age. Grit forged in failure, perhaps of a close call, with missed putts or a bad break, physical failures, emotional issues, mental health, anxiety, etc., will be overcome will be overcome by many that shoot their age. As Darwin said. Men did not differ much in intellect, only in zeal and hard work. And I still think that this is the eminently important difference. Good luck to all you potential age shooters out there, and I hope you do it as soon as possible. This is a story about shooting your age a unique feat that is solely and exclusively only for those that are mid-60s and older. And in particular, it's mostly about those who rarely get a chance, but on that special day, everything comes together 
and shooting your age is in the headlights, so to speak. There are several ways to tell the story. Many obituaries report the event in a few sentences in the beginning of the life recap. These first-person stories were requested when a friend shot their age. Others were submitted by the age shooter after asking senior players, usually the middle 60s and olders, that were good golfers on whether or not they had ever shot their age. Those of us that are regular golfers and baby boomers or older are positioned to attain the milestone. Many took to the game later in life and were not schooled and coached in our youth on how to play the game. We may have tinkered with the game, but we worked for spending money or our first car. Many of us played sports in school, but certainly not on the golf team. We gravitated to the game in early or mid-adulthood when our days on the playing fields were over, diminished by age and waning physical skills. In my case, it was not only great fun, but I had an awareness as I entered business life that golf was a good way to go off with our friends and meet clients in a neutral setting with a common interest. And all these years later, here we are as seniors with skills that ebb and flow and more time on our hands. How do we develop a good enough game and spend our time wisely preparing for the coming together of age and seizing the age shooter opportunity? How do the successful age shooters do it? Does it take endless coaching and practicing? I doubt it. Does it take focus on the right things? Probably. Does it take familiarity and cunning on your home course? Most certainly. Once you are there and close on the inward nine, how is it possible to remain calm enough to grab the moment without choking? To hope to accomplish the goal without some pre-planning and focus on the right things is possible, but life is not all about chance. It's about preparation and chance, shaking hands and crossing the finish line. Big moments like this don't come along that often. You find yourself in those moments that fulfill or shatter the dream, and it is all up to us. This is a solitary quest. Other than the little voice from your playing partner that says something like, geez, you must be close to shooting your age today. Shooting your age and playing golf well is a function of passion and perseverance. It may come to those that endure, wait out the storm and try again. Dedicated golfers devote ourselves to the game because it gives us joy and purpose and continuing good health. The formula is a driver of anticipation and the next golf adventure, whether the final score is your age or better. Grit is effort. Palant may or may not lead to the golf destination. Shooting your age. Grit forged in failure, perhaps, of a close call with missed putts or bad break. Physical failures, emotional issues, mental health, exam 
anxiety, etc. will be overcome by hard work. And I still think that this is an eminently important difference. Get out there, work hard, stay calm, and you too may shoot your age and join a very select club. Well, I feel a little ambivalent today about putting my story together about shooting your age and how it appears in newspapers and how it can make a difference in your life. And there are several ways to tell the story. Many obituaries report the event in a few sentences in the beginning of a life recap of the forsaken or as in the past. The first person stories were requested when a friend shot their age. Others were submitted by the age shooter after asking senior players 70 plus, or in some cases, of course, middle 60s and up, that they were good golfers and whether or not they had ever shot their age. Those of us that are regular golfers, baby boomers or older, are positioned to attain the milestone. Many of us took to the game later in life and were not schooled and coached in our youth. We may have tinkered around with the game, but we worked for spending money or our first car and who knows, maybe a few beers or special treats. Many of us played sports in school, but certainly not on the golf team. We gravitated to the game, or I guess that's gravitated to the game in early or mid-adulthood when our days on the playing fields were over, diminished by age, waning physical skills, family responsibilities, and perhaps just in a few of the cases, budget in terms of keeping the household running. In my case, it was not only great fun, but I had an awareness as I entered business life the golf was a good way to go off with our friends and meet clients in a neutral setting with a common interest. So here we are as seniors with our skills at ebb and flow and a lot more time in our hand. Now the question is, how do we develop a good enough game and spend our time wisely preparing for the coming together of age and the seizing the shooting your age opportunity. How do the successful age shooters do it? Does it take endless coaching and practicing and playing? Does it take focus on the right things? Does it take familiarity and cunning on your home course? Once you are there and close on the inward nine, how is it possible to remain calm enough to grab the moment without choking? To hope to accomplish the goal without some pre-planning and focus on the right things is possible, but life is not all about chance. It's about preparation and chance shaking hands and crossing the finish line. Big moments don't come along that often for us. You find yourself in those moments that fulfill or shatter the dream and it is up to all of us. This is a solitary quest. A lesson course, you have a playing partner who's quick to know that you could 
shoot your age if you don't three-putt the last green, which, of course, uh, makes me pretty sure you will three-putt the last green. Shooting your age and playing golf well is a function of passion and perseverance. It may come to those that endure, wait out the storms, and try again. Dedicated golfers devote ourselves to the game because it gives us joy, purpose, and we kind of intuitively know it keeps our health going. The formula is the driver of anticipation in the next golf adventure, whether the final score is your age or better. Grit is effort. Talent may or may not lead to the golf destination. Shooting your age, grit forged in failure perhaps, or a close call with missed putts, a big bad break, a meddlesome partner, physical failures, emotional issues, mental health, anxiety, and shaking hands will be overcome. It's a question of how many times you get close. And the more times you get close, more likely you are to do it. As Darwin said, men did not differ much in intellect, only in zeal and hard work. And I still think that this is an eminently important difference. Good luck to all of you out there shooting your age. Drop me a note if you care to.